Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Good evening, and welcome to midweek service at True Vine Pentecostal Church. It's great to have you here. Welcome, True Vine family, all of our guests. If you, this is your first time, we welcome you to True Vine Online. This is our midweek live stream service. My name is Lee Blair. I'm part of the pastoral staff, and we are so glad you tuned in. And whatever platform you're on tonight, or whether it be a different day, you've pulled an archive, we're so glad that you're here, and welcome to midweek service. Tonight, I come as the minister of the gospel, as the preacher for the hour, or for the next 30 minutes, but I really want to come as your brother in Christ. And I'd like to slow, some, slow it down and just have a conversation with you. Um, this year has been a crazy year, and we're, we're winding it down. And tonight, if you like titles for a lesson, a midweek service, tonight I would title this conversation as Politics, a Pandemic, and Promises. This novel coronavirus, COVID-19 as they call it, the pandemic declared on March 11, 2020. Schools were canceled. Social distancing and self-quarantine measures were on the rise. We see tape on the floors of the grocery stores to help us stay that safe six foot apart from each other. Limited number of people inside stores, therefore lines have been lining up outside the stores for seems like miles and you're standing for hours. Non-essential stores and businesses mandated closed this year. Parks, trails, entire cities locked down. Entire sports seasons canceled. Concerts, tours, festivals, entertainment events canceled. Weddings, family celebrations, holiday gatherings have been canceled. Churches have been closed. Pastors being arrested for holding church service and ignoring stay-at-home orders in states. No gatherings of 50 or more then 20 or more, now five or more, 10 or more. Don't socialize with anyone outside your home. Children's outdoor play parks are closed and taped off. We are to distance from each other. There's been short of a shortage of masks, gowns, gloves for our frontline workers. Shortage of ventilators for the critically ill. Panic buying sets in and we have no toilet paper. Whoever would have thought, before 2020, we were worried about if toilet paper and paper towels were going to be stocked on the shelves. No laundry soap, no hand sanitizer, and we carry sanitizer around like a holster uh, everywhere we go now. The shelves are bare. Manufacturers and businesses have switched their lines to help make visors and masks and hand sanitizer and PPE. We have major automobile industries have changed from making vehicles to making ventilators. And so much, so much more. The government closed down all the borders to all non-essential travel. This is the pandemic part of the conversation that we've been in and we're talking about tonight. Naval ships docked outside of L.A. and New York City for an overflow hospital. Cruise ships have canceled and 
now that we've had employees for months that have been self-quarantining on cruise lines outside of the ports, government giving incentives for folks to stay at home, barely anyone on the roads, people wearing masks and gloves everywhere they go. Medical field workers are afraid to go home to their families after being quarantined on the job. And that's just the pandemic. And then we have the politics, which we, we enter 2020 in an election year. And some of the political headlines and agendas were, of course, when March hit this coronavirus. Racial tension was a huge, huge uh, political platform on both sides of the aisle and in the middle, wherever you stand. It was a, it was a political platform. Of course, every year we have the, the political platform of abortion and health care and economy, foreign policy, immigration, gun laws. The entire, the entire country, as we just have seen and we're still seeing, in a complete division. So we have politics, we have a pandemic, and both of those have brought fear, they brought uncertainty, and they brought us here where we're live streaming on a Wednesday night. But as we go into the Christmas season and the year starts winding down and we reflect over 2020, we cannot forget, we cannot forget church, friend, my brother and sister in Christ. We cannot forget the promises of God. The promises of God have got us this far in such an unprecedented year, such an uncertain year that our elders have never seen before. Our pastors have never ministered in a time like this in their lifetime. They've never but what has gotten us through to December of 2020 this year have absolutely been the promises of God and the great outpouring of Jesus Christ around this world. Over 8,000 promises throughout this scripture are for you. And I want to go through just a few tonight just to remind you, as we've been talking about discovering Christmas, the hope and the peace, the promises that only Jesus Christ can bring. I want to bring a few of those promises to you tonight. Isaiah 9 and 6, and this is in the New Living Translation. Our hope in the Messiah that Isaiah, over 800 years before Christ was born, he would prophesy this. And this is what he said in Isaiah 9 and 1. And I'm going to read a few verses before we actually get into 9 and 6. But he reads, it reads like this. Nevertheless, that times of darkness and despair will go on forever. The land of Zubalan and Natali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee and the Gentiles, which lies unto the road, runs between Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Friend, that's you and I, the Gentile dispensation, who have been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is our promise. There might be days that it might seem dark, but let me tell you, friend, if you invite Jesus Christ into your atmosphere, he brightens everything up. And as Isaiah was prophesying that almost 800 years before 
Christ was born. Yes, there might be days of darkness, but don't despair because you will see a great light. And he goes on and says, for those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Jesus Christ is that light. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. You will rejoice. Believe me, that is a promise from God. They will, they will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. And then it comes to verse 6. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. The government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And Jesus Christ truly is all those. He is wonderful. He is the mighty God. He is our counselor. He is the Prince of Peace. And he is so, so much more. He could have been born in a castle, seeing he came as a king. Yet the babe in the barn arrived with little worldly notice to parents, both unknown and poor. No flowers, no nursemaids. Not even the animals took much notice as they nestled in for the night. Heaven's heart had a beat in the womb of a young woman for the precious nine months. History records her as a young teen yet full of faith greater than the years she had known. Out of her came omnipotence, now cloaked in limitation. I'm talking about this Jesus Christ who will be celebrating in a couple weeks of his birth. She nursed spirit clothed in skin. Her child was flesh, bone, sinew, and blood, yet he was also the perfection of the divine. That's Jesus Christ. He felt hunger because he was fully man, yet he would later feed 5,000 because he was fully God. That's Jesus Christ, that promise who came for you and I today. Deuteronomy 1 and 30 and 31 reads, The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the desert. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. That's our promise today. Joshua 23 and 14 you know with all your heart and soul that not one of the good promises of the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. You will not see one promise in this precious book that will ever fail you or that will ever let you down because Jesus Christ has declared these promises for you and I and he cannot fail. And we know with men it is impossible but with God, all things are possible. And that is your promise today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what the circumstance is, if you place your feet and your foundation on Jesus Christ, you will not fail because he will not let you fail, because he will not fail. <clears throat> First Kings 2, 2 through 3 reads, So be strong, show yourself a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in his ways and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and requirements as written in the laws of Moses, so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. See, there's promises of God, 
but there's also things that you and I have to do. See, if, it's, it's those times that we walk in our ways and we, we, we lean on our own understanding and not the promises of God. That's when we fail. That's when we falter. That's where, that's where fear sets in. That's where our faith is tested and fear takes over. It's because we rely on our own thoughts and our own ways. And sometimes we, we, we want it in our timing, not God's timing. But see, his promises says, so that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you may go. But it says, walk in his ways and keep his decrees and his commands, his laws and his requirements. And friend, you and I, we cannot falter, we cannot fail if we put all of our promises and all our hope in Jesus Christ. But we have to walk after his ways. Paul says it's best when he talks about the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I, sh- I should do, I don't do, and the things I shouldn't do, I do, because it's the flesh. But we have to submit ourselves to the, we have to submit this flesh to Jesus Christ. And say, God, I want your promises. I want your ways in my life. Yes, things might be in turmoil right now. And, and things might look a little chaotic, God. But I'm, I'm speaking the promises of your word into my life. And Psalms 2 and 12 says, Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And friend, whenever it's times of chaos and it's times of turmoil, there's only one place to take refuge and that's in Jesus Christ. Psalms 55 and 22 also reads, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. There's a quote that Winston Churchill had said. It says, Going through hell, keep going. It might seem like hell you're going through right now. And I don't want to just quote you Winston Churchill, but I'll quote you what Jesus Christ said in John 16 and 33. He says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me, in me you, shall, you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He said, In this world, and you can take Churchill if you want and put his little quote in there, In this world you might have a little hell in your life, and it might seem like that. But let me tell you the words of Jesus Christ and his promises for you and I. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And I would be remiss to not mention Paul's writings in Romans 8 and 18. And not only Paul's writings, but also quote our pastor from a few weeks ago when he, he preached an awesome message, I reckon preaching from Romans 8 and 18 when Paul said, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. What Paul was saying there, hey, I know I'm going to have some sufferings in this present world. Yes, and they're, they're tough times. They're rough times. They're lonely times. They're painful times. They're hurtful times. Oh, but they don't compare to the glory which shall be revealed in us from Christ Jesus. That's a promise to you and I, friend, and precious saint of God. Yet, yes, we might be going through some things right now. 
Oh, but one day when this is all said and done, those, they don't compare to what Christ's glory is going to be revealed in you and I. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 30 reads, Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We need to learn to take off the things of this world and put on Jesus Christ. Because, friend, the things of this world, they might be shiny and they might, be, they might look good for the moment, but they're only temporal. Jesus Christ is saying, hey, take off all those things and put my yoke on because it's easy and my burden is light. Isaiah 12 and, 20, 12 and 2 reads, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Isaiah goes on in Isaiah 40 and 31. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not faint. These are the promises of Jesus Christ. It says, those who hope, who puts their hope in Jesus Christ, they will renew their strength. And you will soar like eagles. You will run and not be weary. You will not faint if you put your hope and your trust in Jesus Christ. Yes, this has been a year full of politics and a pandemic. But we cannot forget the promises of God. Our conversations have to be more on Jesus Christ. I, Acts, Acts chapter 17 and verse 27 through 28 reads, God is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Church, my precious brother and sister in Christ, I encourage you tonight to let your conversations be more on the promises of God than the chaos of the world's news and the temporal things of life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 through 9 reads, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which are both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Paul's writing to the Philippian church, the church of Philippi. He's saying, think on the things that are good and pure and lovely and holy and righteous. He was basically saying, as I'm saying to you tonight, and I don't compare myself to Paul, I would never do that. But I come humbly before you tonight with a heavy heart for my brothers and sisters in Christ, for our church, for the church of the most living high God.
not only our church here in Temecula, but the church globally. I come humbly before the church, saying, those things which are both learned and received and heard and seen in me, not only in myself, but in the scriptures Paul was saying, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And the key word here is do. Then the promise will be fulfilled in your life. Yes, it's been a year full of politics and a pandemic. But never let it be said that God has not shown himself with his promises. The church is so full of promises and pure miracles and testimonies of the promises of God this past year. And what a chaotic year this has been. Let it not be left unsaid that God has showed himself, as Deuteronomy has says, a faithful God to his people, to his loved ones, to his bride, to his children. He is an awesome God. Even in the midst of a year full of politics and pandemic, his promises reign forever and forever. Amen, amen, amen. I want to say thank you tonight for letting me come in to your living room, your car, wherever streaming device you're on tonight. Thank you for allowing me just to have a conversation of the promises of God. And I hope I've touched your heart, or not I've touched your heart, but I hope the word of God has touched your heart tonight. And you might be going through some things and you just might need to hear his promises one more time to pick yourself up and stand firmly upon his word and upon his promises. Don't let the chaos of life overwhelm the promises of God in your life. He has something great in store for you. Weeping may last for a night, but his word says joy comes in the morning. That is a promise for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us tonight. Once again, thank you. Thank you for letting me come into your homes. Lord, we love you and we praise you. You're so good to us, God. Even a year full of all the chaos and turmoil and division, God, you have shown yourself faithful and an awesome God that you are. We give you thanks for your promises. And tonight, God, your body, your church, your children, we stand steadfast on your word and the promises of your word. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We ask, God, that you would go into every home. God, wherever that device is streaming tonight, that you would go, God, and that you would prick the hearts of men and women, that you would encourage them tonight, that you would lift them up. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it. In your holy and your precious name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.